Welcome to the Cure Church Lee Summit Podcast. Here at the Cure Church, we believe Jesus is the cure for whatever you may be going through. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, we pray this week's message encourages you. Come on, now somebody give God some radical praise right now. Come on. Come on, everybody still saved after New Year's? All right, amen. Well, welcome to the first Sunday morning service of 2022. Come on. Somebody give God praise that you made it, amen. Come on, we made it. Come on, amen. Now listen, this is why it's important. Because you made it out, because you made it out, it gives you a right to enter in. Because, amen, I endured what I endured. I made it out of what I made it out of. God has opened up a door for me to enter in. Come on, to my promise, to my blessing, amen. Come on, some of you had a rough year. Some of you had a rough year. But, man, I'm out of that year, and I'm into something new this morning, amen. Come on, come on. Listen, because here's the truth. I I can't enter in into new territories, new seasons, new blessings, new favor if I'm stuck in the old ways. Come on. You know why it's important? Because, listen, God is doing a new thing. Come on. I declare it. God is doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19 says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun it. Do you not see it? Come on, it takes vision this morning. Do you see that God is doing a new thing? He says, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers and a dry wasteland. What does God say? When there's not a way, I'm making a way this morning. Where you don't see how it's possible, I'm making it possible. So God is doing a new thing. Somebody say that God is doing a new thing. So that means that we cannot stay stuck where it's comfortable. Come on, don't stay stuck where you've always been, doing what you've always done. Come on, it's time to discover the newness of what God wants to do in you and through you. Because every month, every year, every week, every day, God can do something new. But it's up to us to position ourselves for that new thing. Amen? Come on, let's pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray do something new inside of every one of us. Those that are watching online, God, do something new, Father. We are not satisfied. We are not okay being where we've been, doing what we've done, God. Father, we want the refreshing of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the living God. Father, we want something new. So, Father in heaven, we pray that as we enter in into a new year, a new thing, that you would do something new in us and through us we thank you lord god that you are faithful god we thank you lord right now from generation to generation god you're doing something fresh and new and father we just pray let us be open and available teachable and reachable for what you want to do father we thank you and we love you god in jesus name amen and amen come on somebody give god praise hallelujah amen go ahead and find your seat hallelujah so a few months ago, I believe it was even here in church, God put a word in my spirit. And I knew at the moment that God put that word in my spirit, that that was what God intended for this to be the theme and the vision for this new year. This is Vision Sunday. This is not just a normal Sunday. This is Vision Sunday. 
I want to release vision to this house. I want to release vision to your life. Amen. I want to make sure that when we navigate through this next year, that we don't navigate it blindly. But there's vision into what we're doing. And the word that God put upon my heart to be the theme and the vision of this year is the word increase. The word increase. I declare by the spirit of the living God this morning that this will be a year of increase for you and your family and your children and for every part of your life. This will be your year of increase. Amen. This will be a year of increase for our church. This will be a year of increase for our ministry. This will be a year of increase for relationships. This will be the year of increase. Some of you are watching. Some of you are looking, but you are not already involved in what God wants to do. Don't be a looker this morning. Pastor, look at Pastor. No, don't look at me. Look at God. Because I'm believing this is going to be my year of increase. I'm declaring this is going to be my year of increase. But listen, it won't be a year of increase for you if you're just looking at me. This has to be something for your own life. I'm declaring. I'm decreeing increase on every side. Increase in faithfulness. Increase in discipleship. Increase on the reliance of the Holy Spirit. And increasing looking for the presence of God. Increase spiritually. Increase corporately. Increase individually. Come on, can you believe this with me for your own life and for your church? Increase in the name of Jesus. Hear me, hear me. If we don't grab this, I'm grabbing it. So let me rephrase. If you don't grab this, if you don't grab this for your life and for your church, by default, you will lose what God wants to give you this year. By default. Not that you're saying, I don't want it. You will just lose it because you're not grabbing what God wants to do. This is your year of increase. Can somebody say that this is my year of increase? Come on, if you said that and you believe it, give God the most radical praise you have ever given him in your entire life. In the name of Jesus. Come on! Hallelujah! Jesus! Woo! I hope if you're watching right now that you did the exact same thing in your home. The scripture for our theme and vision for this year is this. It's Psalms 115. Verse 14 and 15. I don't want you to write this on a piece of paper. I want you to write it on the tablet of your heart. Because you can lose that piece of paper. But you will not lose this if you put it in your heart. The psalmist says, may the Lord give you increase. More and more. You and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Come on. These two verses, you know, you probably don't realize how much power these two verses carry. And if you hear clearly what the psalmist is saying, it will change your entire life. It it has that much weight. It has that much power. Why? Because listen what he says. He says, may the Lord give you increase. By this, we understand that the increase we desire in our lives and in our church only comes from God. May the Lord give you increase. 
You know what that means? It means it doesn't come from special programs, self-help material, church growth experts. It comes from hearing from God. Coming into alignment with his will and watching everything he desires to give us manifest in our lives. May the Lord give you increase. He goes on and he says this, more and more. You know what that means? That means there's no limit to the increase God desires to bring to your life. And the only thing that will stop the flow of the increase that God wants to give is us. We're the only ones who can stop the increase. Just like when Jesus was in Nazareth, desiring to do signs, wonders, and miracles. But guess what? The increase was clogged by a deficiency of their faith. They stopped the increase because they lacked the faith to believe that God could bring the increase. God is more than able to blow our minds this morning. Come on, when you think he's done everything he can do in my situation, in my circumstance, he will just surprise you by doing more and more. Come on, man. God wants to do the impossible in your life. But some of you sitting here or watching online thinking he's done everything he can do. There's nothing more he can do. The devil is a liar this morning. God can do even more and more and more and more if you allow him to. Do not let a deficiency of your own faith clog the breakthrough that God wants to do in your life. You keep thinking, well, marriage will always be like this. My finances will always be like this. We'll have it. If you want it like that, then have it like that. But for me and my family, we're not going to allow a deficiency of faith hinder or limit what we know God can do. We know God can touch our family. We know God can touch our children. We know God can touch our being and our bodies. We know God, why? Because he created it. Come on, my God. If I serve a God who created it, then he can remake it. He can redo it. He can heal it. He can do whatever he wants to do. Why? Because God is God. He goes on and he says this. Not only for you, but your children. This shows us that the increase that God wants to bring to our life is generational. It's a generational blessing. Come on. That means it won't only impact and affect me, but it will impact and affect my children and my children's children and so on and so on. As long as the Lord tarries, amen. I want to walk in the generational blessing. I don't want just a blessing. I'm not satisfied with just a blessing. Because if I just get a blessing, that means my kids don't get what I got. I want a generational blessing. I want my children to be impacted and affected by what God does in my life. Come on, what I desire more than anything, more than anything, is a generational blessing over my family. That I might see my sons walk in the fullness of their faith and serve the Lord wholeheartedly and preach the word of God with boldness. And then, and then to see their children do the exact same thing. And then their ch- come on, you ain't hearing me this morning. To see generation out there. What a heritage. What a heritage. Come on, I don't want to leave behind money for my kids. I want to leave behind a heritage for my kids. He goes on, he says, may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Meaning this, our blessing 
comes from the one who created everything we see, everything we can't see. So this means this, that if I serve a God who by a mention of his voice can create everything we see around us. Come on, remember this. He didn't hire a construction crew. He said, let there be light. He said, let there be land. He spoke it into existence. So if I serve that same God who can speak things into existence, that means that I serve a God who can speak increase into my family, into my marriage, into my health. He can speak a word and it's done. Nothing and no one else can do what God can do. He can speak it by a word and it's done. May the Lord give you the increase. More and more. You and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who did what? Who made heaven and earth. This is the God we serve this morning. And here's what I need you to understand. We all want the increase. Raise your hand if you want increase. Raise your hand if you're watching, you want to increase. We all want the more and more. We all want it for not only us, but for our children and generation to come. But here's what we need to understand. If we want God to bring the increase to our lives, then God himself must increase in our lives. There ain't no shortcut to this. You can't get the fullness of the increase apart from God. Oh, yeah, I want the increase, but I'm not praying, I'm not reading, I'm not worshiping, I'm not giving, I'm not coming to church. Well, you can't have the increase. You need to understand something. Let me say it one more time. It's up here. If we want to, God to bring the increase to our lives, then God must increase in our lives. We need to increase in the presence of God. Come on, that is one of our values of the church, the presence of God. The Holy Spirit leads everything we do. We need the presence of God in our lives to see the increase. Because if, listen, if God can bring the increase, then we get the right increase. If God don't bring the right increase, we get increase, but it's all the wrong things. Listen, I don't want to increase our problems. Come on, I, I, I'm cool with that. I don't want any of that. I want the increase that comes from my father, Amen. Our text is in John chapter 3, verse 22 through 36. And it says that then Jesus and his disciples left for a length of time into the Judean countryside where they baptized the people. All right, watch this. Stay with me because I want to give context here. I always want to do that. Make sure you get the fullness of the scriptures. Jesus and his disciples left into the Judean countryside where they were doing what? They were baptizing people. All right. Now, verse 23 says at the same time. John was still baptizing people at Anan near Salim, where where there was plenty of water, and the people kept coming for John to baptize them. This was before John was thrown into prison. Now, verse 25, an argument started between John's disciples and a particular Jewish man about baptism. Stop right there. What was the argument? The argument was this. Jesus' baptism is better than your baptism. That's the argument. You study this, that was the argument. A, a Jewish man came and said, what are y'all doing? Jesus is baptizing over here. He's better than you. Which is truth, obviously. But they started an argument. And who knows that, man, God is not a God of disorder. There shouldn't be arguing and fighting within people trying to do the same thing for the Lord. Amen? But there was a fight. There was an argument about this. So the Bible says in verse 26, so the disciples of John, they went to John and asked him, teacher, do you know that, you know, that one you told us about? He's baptizing. And guess what? He's baptizing more folk than we are. 
They had an issue in their spirit that this man is getting more people. Oh, sounds like the American church, don't it? They, they got more people getting baptized than we are. People are flocking to him. Verse 27, John answered them, a person cannot receive even one thing unless God bestows it. Anything we can receive, it comes from God. So let me, let me say this. How can we receive anything, including the increase, unless God gives it? Now watch this. And how can God give it if we don't acknowledge that he himself is the increase? Stay with me this morning. John makes a distinction that God alone gives whatever a person has. The fact that Jesus was baptizing more people than we are is of God. This is so mature of John. He said, if God is allowing Jesus to baptize more, then so be it. God does it. What is God doing? God is bringing the increase to Jesus' life. So there's not a need to be mad. There ain't no need to be upset. We're not going to be fighting with other believers. Matter of fact, we're going to rejoice in what God is doing. We're going to rejoice, amen, that people are getting saved, people are getting baptized, people repenting of their sin. We're going to rejoice with him, amen? And listen, he goes on and says, you heard me tell you, I am not the Messiah, but certainly I am the messenger sent ahead of him. He is the bridegroom, and the bride, meaning the church, belongs to him. All right? He's making a distinction. I am the friend of the bridegroom who stands nearby and listens with great joy to the bridegroom's voice. Because of his words, my joy is complete and overflows. Verse 30, it is necessary for him to increase and for me to decrease. Let me say it one more time. It is necessary for him to increase and for me to decrease. It's necessary, church. God must increase. How big have we allowed God to be in our lives and in our church? Ponder that for just a second. Because the truth is this. It's real easy to be associated by name alone to Jesus. We can say, I know him. You ever heard people try to put a name out there, some famous person they say they know? I know them. I know him. Oh, but does he know you? Now listen to me. It's easy to be associated in name alone, but not really have a relationship, not truly be connected. So that means that we can call ourselves Christians. We can call these places that meet all over the world churches. But have we allowed God to increase and us decrease? I'm going to show you what I, that's important, what I mean by that. We have to decrease because if not, we can truly, truly, truly do this. We can get in the way of what God wants to do. We want to be right here and say, it's about us. And look, look what I can do. It's about me. But the Lord is saying that you got to take a step back if you're going to allow me to be me. You must decrease if you want me to increase. And if I can't increase, then I can't bring increase to your life. 
Because if you don't want me, you don't want the increase that comes with me. Oh, I hope you're getting it this morning. Because when, I, when I'm studying this, I'm like, God, this is so good. I hope I can relay it to your people. Because the truth is this. When John's disciples came to him and said, John, you hear what's going on over there? Jesus is baptizing more people than we are. You know what? John had the ability to become a major hindrance to what Jesus wanted to do. Because John could have said, wait a minute. I baptized that dude. He's baptizing more people. I baptized him. Go tell everybody I'm the one baptized him. I made him who he is. Right? He could have done that. He could have said, I did that. So because I baptized him, I need to be the main one. I need to be the preacher. I need to be the teacher. I need to be the disciple maker. I need to be the main one. He could have really been a hindrance to what God wants to do. He could have said, I want to fight this because I want popularity, power, and prominence. But John understood something. He understood his role. John understood, I am not the way. I'm just preparing the way. John understood something. He humbled himself. He was mature. He's told him, said, listen, man, nothing can happen unless God gives it. And if God is doing something over there, it's of God. And I'm not going to hinder it. I'm not going to stop it. I'm not going to stand in the way of the way. I am just here to prepare the way. God gave me an assignment. There was a call of God on my life to go and prepare the way to make it as easy as possible for when Jesus came on a sin, it will be a seamless process. He said, man, I've told you, I told y'all, I am not the way, I'm just preparing the way. You know what that means for us? We need to understand our roles. We need to understand our roles. Our roles are not to rule and reign over nobody. That's Jesus' role. For us, we're just here to do what Jesus says. In our personal life, in our church, come on, all over the world, we got celebrity pastors and people flock to them. Not to Jesus, to them. And they're not all bad. I listen to some of them. But we got to be careful that people come to us for the Jesus inside of us and not just for us. We need to be careful that when people come to our church, it's not for us, but for the Jesus in the church. We don't ever want to build something off people. We want to build something on presence. We don't listen, man, because people will fail us. People will let us down. The presence never will. We're not here to build something on people. We're here to build it on presence. Amen. We have to constantly wake up with a mindset that, Lord, today I'm going to decrease. Because if I want increase, I got to decrease. If I want increase for my family, I better decrease. I better get out the way. Because I will mess up what God wants to do. God has a plan, but guess what? We have our own plan. And most times our plans are way off base to the plan of God. Our plans are easy, but God's plans are right. So I got to wake up with a mindset, it's time for me to decrease this morning. To get out of God's way so God can be God. Amen? In Matthew chapter 16, 21, it says from the time that Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Stop right there. Peter, what the heck? Peter began to rebuke Jesus. What's going on with Peter? Peter has some increase in his life. But it didn't come from God. 
for him to think that I can pull aside the person who I know is Savior and correct him? Rebuke him? He said, far be it from you, Lord. This shall never. How many know never is a big word? You know what they say about never? Never say never. (laughs) He said, it should never happen to you. Verse 23, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. You know when this happened? This happened immediately right after Peter got revelation knowledge from God to confirm and confess Jesus as you are Lord. This is right after Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Right after, who do men say that I am? Well, some say you're Elijah, some say you're a prophet, some might say you're regard Carnus or John the Baptist, but, but who do you say that I am? He went from asking who do people, the mass, to say I am. Now, for you who've been with me all these years, who do you say that I am? No one said nothing but Peter. Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter, but my father who is in heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but if Jesus affirms me like that, I'm feeling good. (laughs) My chest got a little poked out. Come on, be real. I'm looking around at all these other dudes. Do y'all been praying? What is wrong with y'all, man? And I walked on water. So I'm feeling a little pumped up about myself. All right? Because that, that's in our human nature. Feeling a little pumped up. Chest out. Belly in. Chest out. And we're, we're feeling good. <laughs> so then, Jesus begins to minister to him. Listen, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to go into Jerusalem. I'm going to suffer. But don't worry, because after three days, I'm going to rise again. I will, I will have resurrection power. Even with that promise of resurrection power, Peter thought, with his chest out, Jesus, come here, man. Come here. That ain't going to happen. Things are going good. I just got affirmed. God speaks to me. You better be careful. You, you better be careful. God spoke to me. God spoke to me. This will never happen. This will never happen. You know, thinking that, man, I, he's really having the mindset, dude, I got your back. Don't be saying stuff like that no more. I ain't going to let that happen. And he's, he's, he's affirmed. And then Jesus says, hey, Peter, get behind me, you devil. You know what that has the ability to do? It has the ability to take a man who's 10 feet tall and make him about 10 inches tall. Because he was feeling 10 feet tall. He was feeling good about himself. And now God brought him all the way back down. What happened? God, if you don't decrease, God will make you decrease. He he didn't want to decrease and he felt good. And God says, listen, I'm going to take you down and I will decrease you. He said, get behind me. He called him Satan. He called him a devil. Get behind me. Why do you need to get behind me? Because you're in my way. You're in my way. You need to get behind me because you don't see what I see. You don't see the journey that I'm about to go on. You don't see the souls that need to be saved. And if I don't die, if I'm not sacrificed for their sin, 
they won't be saved. So Peter, get out of my way. Stop being a hindrance. Just like John could have been a hindrance, but John was more mature. He understood, I am not the way, I'm preparing the way. Peter didn't understand that. He thought that I am the one that's going to save you from all this. He's telling Peter, you need to decrease. One moment being celebrated, another moment being tolerated. You need to decrease. He allowed that affirmation to bring increase. And God says, no, you need to decrease. Why? Why do we need to do that? Because if we don't decrease, again, God can't increase. We have to get out of God's way. We, we listen, we don't make things easier for God. We make things harder for God. The only way God can bring increase to my life is if God has increased in my life. We have to allow God be God. John the Baptist goes on in our text in verse 31. It says, for the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks, speaks I'm sorry, from the natural realm. But the one who comes from above is above everything. I mean, I hope you're catching this this morning because this is big words. Above everything and speaks of the highest realm of all. His message is about what he has seen and experienced. And even though people don't accept it, verse 33. Yet those who embrace his message know in their hearts that it's the truth. The one whom God has sent to represent him will speak the words of God because God has poured out upon him the fullness of the Holy Spirit without limitation. The father loves his son so much that he has given all things into his hands. Those who trust in the son possess eternal life. Those who don't obey the son will not see life and God's anger will rise up against them. You hear what John the Baptist is saying? John the Baptist, he didn't just say, I must decrease so he can increase. He said, let me show you who this man really is. John understood something that every one of us has to understand as I close this morning. It's not about us. Hear me, it's not about us. It's about him. Why do we meet here? Do, you, do we meet here for us? No, we meet here for him. Why do we worship God the way we worship? Do we do it for us? No, we do it for him. Why do we give like we give? For him. Why do we love like we love? For him. Why do we forgive like we forgive? For him. Because you know what? When we do it for him, we understand we get out of our own way, out of our own self, and say, even though I wouldn't do it on my own, I'm doing it because of him. It's not about us. It's about him. He understood, Jesus doesn't serve me. I serve him. Authority has been given to Jesus by who? By God. And we can walk in authority in certain areas of our life. Why? Because, because God gave Jesus the authority and Jesus said, I give you some. But none of that happens without God. He's trying to paint the whole picture. God gave Jesus the authority. So everything is under his authority. And every authority that we have comes from Jesus. And this is why it's important to get out of our of the way of God because we ourselves, we don't have the ability to heal someone, save someone, set someone free. But guess what? Jesus does. Where we're limited, God's not. Where we can't, God can. Come on, sometimes when we won't, God says, yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Let me read this one more time. He said in verse 30, it's necessary for him to increase and for me to decrease. Meaning that you need to stop hearing about me. 
you need to hear about me less and less. Because the less you hear about me, the more you'll hear about him. Oh, come on. When you and I decrease so that Jesus can increase, then and only then will the increase we are longing and believing for will come to our lives. Listen to me this morning. Don't get in God's way. You start thinking, well, I'm going to make my own decisions. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. So let me say it again. Don't get in God's way. Decrease so he can increase. You need a miracle in your family, but you keep trying to make all the family rules instead of letting God make the rules. You keep saying, well, I'm going to do, no, I need God to move my finances. Well, God never told you to get 18 jobs, and you still don't give. Don't get in God's way. You keep saying, well, I want to be in a relationship. God didn't say that man or that woman was the right one. You want it because it seems right in your own eyes. Listen to me. Don't get in God's way. Because, listen, God could be bringing the best, but because we didn't decrease, we settled for just a rest. Listen, if I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait for God's best. Not just get something that will pass the time. Don't get in God's way. Decrease. Decrease so God can increase. Decreasing allows Jesus to be, be the increase. And then when God is the increase, he will what? Bring the increase. Stand on your feet with me right now. We need to declare something this morning. I knew with weather like this, we have had a lot of folks not here. I was believing for the best, but I know. But here, here's the deal, though, and this is not a rebuke to anyone. Most people still go to work in these conditions. But they wouldn't go to church in these conditions. What does that mean? That means my value is all messed up. I'm not talking to those who are watching online that are sick and not feeling well, something's going on. I'm not talking to them. But I'm talking about the ones who decide when they looked outside, nope. Our value system is all messed up. I want this to be a year increase. Pastor Esther came and preached a message the last time she was here. It was so good. Her message was simply this, show up. Show up. It was so good. I want to value this. I want to value this above anything else. And sometimes people have this weird mindset, well, it's just church. Well, you're messed up already if it's just church. The Bible says don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. As some have done and more will do as the day approaches. Don't forsake these moments, these times. You know why I value this? Because I know at any time God can do something radical. And I, I, and I believe this. Where the Bible talks about where two or three come together in his name, there he is in the midst of us. I believe that. And I believe that God can do more here than he can do in my living room, just watching something on the television or my phone. I do believe that. You'll, you'll never feel what's going on in this moment the way you'll feel it here. This is our year of increase. Let there be an increase of faithfulness where it's not if I feel like it, get your feelings out of it. God wants you to be here. 
People have this weird thing, well, you don't have to be, uh, you know, uh, saved, uh, you know, to go to church. Well, listen, when you're saved, you just want to go to church. You just want to be in God's house. You want to be in God's house. You want to worship with other people. There's no replacing this. There's no replicating what this moment is. We need God to increase. So we need to get out of his way. We need to decrease and say, God, lead me. Guide me. Show me where I'm supposed to go. Show me what I'm supposed to do. I need you. I've tried it my way, and it failed. Lord, it's time to do it your way. It's time for me to get out of your way so you can be the God of my life once again. Because if we're not careful, we'll be the God of our own lives. We can come to church, we can do all these things and still be the God of our life. God, you be the God of my life. We need to declare and we need to decree because I can't do it for you. But we need to say, Lord, this is the year. This is the year that I get out of your way. This is the year that I've stopped being a hindrance to what you desire to do. This is the year of increase. Come on, lift up your hands with me. Say this, say, Jesus, increase and allow me to decrease. Jesus, increase and allow me to decrease. Come on, just pray in your heavenly language right now. Come on, this is the moment we need the presence of God right now. We need God to lead and to guide us. Amen. Come on, begin to press in. Begin to press in right now. Come on, I believe God's going to do something starting right now. I believe God's going to raise up interpreters in this place. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Glory of God, fill this place. Jesus. Come on. Come on. If you don't, you don't speak in your heavenly language, you don't speak in tongues. Ah, God, fill me. Fill me, Lord. Ask the Lord, fill me up, God, that I can overflow. Fill me up that I can speak in my heavenly language this morning. Pastor Marisha, where you at? I believe God's going to give you an interpretation. Just, just hear from God. Father, we have an ear. 
this place lord god oh god fill us lord with your spirit. overflow overflow in this place god remove the cap lord god in the mighty name of jesus remove the cap take off the layers god oh god remove our minds lord god where we have limited you god in this house god oh god you are a god of no limits god we take off the limit lord god that we put over this house over this body oh, oh, oh over the people lord god the limits god lord you use use god use us god use us god we take off the boundaries lord we take off the cats lord god oh god fill this place let us burn for you god we will burn lord we will have a zeal for your house give us a fresh fire god a fresh fire lord god give us new eyes in this place god we remove our limits off of you god you are a limitless god we remove our limits god off of you lord jesus you are not a god of the box you are a guy that moves outside of the box god you move how you want to move lord god we surrender we surrender our small thinking we surrender our small thinking in this house god this is the year of increase god we declare increase god increase god of your will increase god of your will increase god of your way increase of your will in this house not our will not what we see not what we think not what we desire god but we pray for your will and your way god you are a limitless god and so we take our limit we take our limits off of you god we take you out of the box god explode how you want to explode in these in, in these um services god in these ministries lord new ministries god give us fresh creativity lord outside of the box outside of the blocks god we take our limit we remove the boundary we remove the cap right now in the spirit we come against it every demonic assignment lord god we come against it now in the mighty name of jesus oh god every ill word that was spoken over this house god we cancel we bind and we rebuke and we send it to hell lord where we came from in the mighty name of jesus we speak life we speak increase lord like never before like never before in jesus name amen Put your eyes on God. Put your eyes on God right now. Don't look around. Put your eyes on God. Pastor Marisha said a word that reverberated in my spirit. She said, take the limits off of our boundaries. And I'm reminded of what the prayer of Jabez is. And I'm going to declare that as a time of increase. Declare that over your life and over this church. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 
verse 10, that Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. What does that mean? Increase, increase, increase those things that you put into my hand, God. Where we tread our feet, God will give us the land. Where we tread our feet, God will give us a land. So I declare right now, Father, that you would enlarge our territory. Increase our boundaries, God. Take the limits off, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, increase. 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 Our thoughts, mindsets, our heart, our faithfulness. Increase, God. Increase right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Increase our obedience, God. Increase. And we make a declaration, God, that if you would increase, we decrease. Matter of fact, as John said, you must increase. It's necessary that you increase. And it's necessary that we decrease. That we may get out of the way of what you desire to do, Father. Lord, forgive us for ever being a hindrance. We repent for ever being a hindrance, God, to your wills, your ways, what you desire to do in us and through us and in this church, God. Father, we make a declaration. We're getting out of your way. We're going to get out of your way, Lord God. When it regards anything to do with the kingdom business, God, we get out of your way. Lord, we just pray that you allow us, God, to be like John, just preparers of your way, ministers of your word, servants of the most high God. Lord, we decrease, and we need you to increase. Increase in our marriages, increase in our families, increase in our children, increase on all sides, Father. So, Father, right now, God, we declare and we decree that this will be the year of increase. And if you believe it, give the Lord praise right now in the house of the living God. Jesus! Come on, can you praise him a little longer? Can you praise him a little louder? Come on, can you praise him the way he deserves to be praised? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you, you, you ought to walk out of this place this morning knowing that I'm not going to be in God's way no more. And it's necessary for God to increase and me to decrease. This whole month, we're going to keep pressing into this because we need you to believe it. We need you to believe it in June. We need you to still believe it in September. We need you to still believe, man, this is our year of increase, amen, and we're going to see the increase come to fulfillment fully and completely in Jesus' name. So the goal is this, that in December, we're going to hear testimony after testimony after testimony of all the increase God did in our lives, amen. Come on, we're going to keep saying it, declaring it, and believing it until we see it. Amen? Amen. Until we see it actually in front of us, declared by men and women in this house. Amen? Amen. And we're going to be able to sit back and we're going to look at all the extra chairs. Amen? God indeed brought the increase. Amen? Come on, one more time. Give God praise this morning. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for listening to the Cure Church Lead Summit podcast. If you would like to partner with us, please visit our website at www.thecurechurchls.com and click the Give tab. We thank you so much for joining us today. 
Remember, Jesus is the cure.